For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth, and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. How many are ready for the word of God tonight? Okay. So Bible says we should give honor to whom honor is due. So ladies and gentlemen, let's be on our feet and with Jesus' joy and a clap offering, let's welcome your father and my father, the Archbishop Patrick. Keep on clapping, keep on clapping and make some noise. through the flow prayer meeting the purposes there's a purpose to our lives there's a reason why you are alive um, one one thought that occurred to me was there are people who have a purpose but don't achieve it they have a purpose some some there are some who know they are called but don't achieve their calling and, and so every time there are adverse conditions and I find people who have made it through. I, I see a people who are likely to fulfill their calling. People who are likely to be able to overcome the obstacles that are in front of all of us in trying to achieve our destinations. Because there's no road where a car moves without friction or without any fightings. What did Bishop say again? In Joshua 18, I think, 12. Joshua waged a long warfare. And we'll have to fight a long fight. And keep fighting to get to our destinations. So every time we are able to come like this, I would say you are one big step nearer to achieving your purpose, your destination. And um, you you are one step being developed to be the man who can achieve my purpose. Hallelujah. And tonight we are looking at, am I good for nothing? A man who does not achieve his purpose or does not achieve the reason that God made him for. One of the key, one of the, I had a discussion with somebody a while ago and I said, God does nothing haphazardly. God does nothing by heart. Sometimes we do things and you ask yourself, why did I do this thing? Who has been there before? After doing something, you ask yourself, why did I do this thing? Me, I mean, what was wrong with What was I thinking? Why? God doesn't do that thing. He doesn't repent. doesn't change his mind because whatever he does, it is with a plan. And um, every calling 
that he has called us with. There's a purpose and a plan. And that is why I feel this particular um, subject is it's really it's very, very important. This particular subject, am I good for nothing? And the first sentence in the book, it is a soul-searching question. That first sentence, I feel sets the tone for everything may, may we search ourselves and get a right answer no answer is wrong when you get the right answer then you can develop on it and do well Father thank you so very much for this evening thank you for uh, those who are here those who are on the way coming thank you for calling the purpose to which you have called us and, and designed us and made us put us together to be exactly what we are thank you that by the grace of god we will achieve that purpose we will become those people you dreamed you want us to be and we will be successful in our lives thank you in jesus name amen amen god bless you and you may be seated Am I good for nothing? Um, how many have been thinking about this since last week? Because some people, when you walk away, they just leave it behind in the, on the chair. Yeah, they don't carry it home. They have other troubles at home. They are carrying, not this one. So this one, they, as they hear it in the church, when they get up, then they leave it on the chair. When I come back next week, I'll pick it up again and dust it off and then continue. That's, that's how many of us ask anybody have you thought about this one during this week have you thought about it and that's how it's hmm it's not as it's not like that you know but it's a very deep question you know it's a very deep question um, one of the one of the important lessons that prophet told us was that we must be eternity minded one of the um, over the years he has told us repeatedly that we must be minded thinking about heaven think about your last day on earth like an exam stop work or they say get ready to stop work at that point, you're looking through all your papers. What I have done, what I have not done, I've done all I could. I've finished, I'm waiting. One, I mean, one exam, you have finished before time, but you can't get up. So just go it over and over, I've finished. Other exams too, you are writing until they kind of pull the pen out of your hand because you were overtaken by time. Or maybe you missed one exam, one question, you saw it late. Hey, this one, I knew it. Then you start writing giddy giddy at the last minute. And then you're just forcing. One, one student had to pull the pen from his hand because he was writing, stop work. He was writing, stop work. You, stop work. He was writing. And they came and pulled the pen from his hand because he missed the question and saw it late and began to write late. Amen. But, but there are also some two who, they are finished. But they didn't do much because 
They couldn't answer their questions. Yeah, they couldn't answer their questions. So they have just finished uh, sitting down waiting for the stop work. I can't do it. Yeah. And, and, and our lives mirror one of these. Either you are waiting to die, but you've not done anything and you know it. And one, one particular man, I know he, he caught his son and made him go and become a pastor. And he said that, God called me, I didn't go. You go for me. Yeah. God called me, I didn't go. Luckily, the son was also ministry-minded. So he was happy to go. But there are some sons who don't want to go. Yeah? They said, no, no, no. I don't want to be a pastor, a priest. I want to do my business or whatever. So, so there's a situation where get ready to stop work. And then you see that I've not done anything. And there's the other one too. I mean, when you've written an exam and you know your stuff and you've written and you've finished and you've gone over ah, that you're dotting the I and checking the T and checking punctuation and then the full stops. Yeah. How many have been there before? You finish the paper and you are satisfied. I have nothing more to add. So now I'm going over, then I'm going over again. Yeah, I'm just sitting down, waiting for the time. Now they say, oh, 50 minutes to stop work. They say, oh, you just sit in your chair, you hold your paper, you're checking. You're just browsing and saying, in case I left something. That's, that is a man who has labored for God. And he's 85. And he's just lying at home, trying to just look over his life. He's okay. He's advising the young, young, youngsters. Look, when you go, be merciful, be gentle, be strong. He's finished. He's waiting to die. Amen. But those who are crying, I wish, I don't want to say I want to go back and do some more. I can see that I didn't do well. And you know something? Every exam, as you are finishing, you can see what you have done. Oh, you don't understand? Every exam, as you are finishing, you can tell, you can have an eye. Once or twice, you are, you are shocked by the results. Once or twice, you are shocked. I was expecting A, I got D. I was expecting D, I got B. Once or twice. But normally, you, you, you know what you are getting. Because... I can see it coming. And, and that is why this book is good to ask now. Am I good for nothing? To ask it now. So that if you are not ready, you are not ready, you can start getting ready. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5. Ye are the salt of the earth. And I told you, salt is very valuable. That, that is why never feel intimidated by anybody. Uh, are you here? Tell somebody, never say I'm, I'm nothing. Never say I don't belong. Oh. Tell somebody, you fine, pa, you fine. No matter how ugly you are, you fine, pa. Yeah, you fine. Oh, no, tell somebody, you're fine. Ah. 
And, and do you know that no matter how poor you are, you have more money than somebody? Oh, you don't know that? I can find people who you have more money than. If you like, let's bet. Oh, bet. These days, I need to finish my world. So. There, there are a lot of people in town. You have more money than them. Yeah. So you are of great value. That's why Jesus said, don't think of the sparrows. You have more value than the sparrows who are eating every day. Yeah. And that salt is, is of value. Amen. But if the salt has lost his savour, his taste, his flavour, if the salt is no longer salty, then the question is, wherewith shall it be, shall it be salted? It, it, is, it cannot be salted again. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. When, when we say that you are trodden underfoot of men, it's the lowest level you can fall to. To be trodden underfoot by men, to be trampled by men. It is the it is the lowest level because I was telling my service the other time, even your shoes, you don't walk on your shoes. You wear them to walk. Whatever you walk on, it is, it has, if there's a shirt or even a handkerchief or any article of clothing that falls to the ground and is walked upon, it has become useless. It has become useless. It is very unlikely that any dress that you ever take and put on the ground and you walk on it, you will ever wear it again. It's very unlikely. A dress that you put down, then you walk on it. After walking, oh, I've changed my mind. I like it again. I want to wear it. It's, it's very unlikely. It's not happening again. So when you say that you are trodden underfoot by men, it means you are, you see, to be good for nothing. It's not simply that, oh, I didn't do anything, but I'm still around. You are reduced to the lowest level. Hallelujah. You are, you are made most useless. You are, you are brought down. That is why when Lucifer tried to reach to the heavens, it says you'll be brought down. You'll be brought down to the earth. And it says men will look at you narrowly and say, is this the one? Who made the earth to shake? It's brought down to the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to 
be mindful of the fact that you must not you must not be good for nothing you you must not if you are not useful to the master you're not useful to the house there's a big problem hallelujah there's a big problem amen and you know how useful you are and that is why bishop says it's a soul-searching question ask yourself what is my contribution to this service being coming on ask yourself what is my contribution if i get up just and i walk out what will change if me and those i brought we all leave the room we are on strike what will change because many of us if you walk out you walk out alone or i ask about did you bring anybody we, we said this week a colleague a friend workmate we said last week bring somebody to church and and i'm sure you came just as you are without one plea that's, that's how we are amen amen are you here tonight am i good for nothing Number one, some are good for nothing. Are you one of them? Number one, some people are good for nothing. How many have ever seen a young lady who's cooking you can't eat? Have you seen some before? A young lady who made rice. When she made the rice finish, I said, this rice, I can do some. I can do some. Amen. It's rice water that has just add more water, keke. Then you have got the rice water perfectly made. Amen. Some people are good for nothing. Oh, yes. Yes. One of my friends, my, my one of my very good friends, he was an an art teacher at a school for his national service. He went to teach art. He said, You won't believe it. Some people in the art class, they are so bad. When they draw a man, it's like a block. I mean, he said that there's, there's no, it is impossible. They, they cannot do proportions. They cannot get, they cannot, they cannot. And he's wondering, why are you in a fine arts class? Because some people are good for nothing. You don't understand what I'm saying. When you, when you watch football and one team is beating the other team, Seven nil or eight nil or something nil, and they start, and the game is nearing the end. What do the people shout? 
What are they saying? You are useless. Oh, am I, am I not saying you are useless? Often useless. I mean, should have come. Because some people, no, 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 I'm just saying something. So, there are some who are good for nothing. Yeah. There are teachers here and there are nurses here and there are doctors here. So I'll use them for an example. There are some teachers, they are good for nothing. True or not true? There's a teacher here, she can confirm. That's why I said I'll use the teacher as an example. There are class. He doesn't come. And when he comes, he's drunk. It's good for nothing. I mean, okay, that's enough. There are some people who are good for nothing. Don't be one of them. It's not that, oh, men who can fly. But nobody flies. So I'm safe. I'm with the majority of people who don't fly. No. There are some men who, this particular one, there are some men who qualify as good for nothing. Don't be one of them. Amen. I said, don't be one of them. In my school life, I've had F once. Once. First year. But there are some people. (laughs) It's normal. They get one or two. One or two. Am, Am I not saying that? Yeah, and most of us generally... We may have A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C. One F may come one bad season. But you are not in that category. Whereas there are those who are always D, E, F, D, E, F. No, you see, the point I'm making this evening is there are some people who are good for nothing. Don't be one of them. Amen. Don't be one of them. Number two, Matthew 25. The story of the king who went and gave his servants talents to work while he was away. And one came with one talent. And he said, I took your talent and I hid it in the ground because you are a, 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 a wicked and a hard and austere man. You are, you are not kind. So here you have, why are you on two talents? I'm on one talent. I don't know why you're on two talents. Here you have what is yours. And the man said, cast the unprofitable servants into outer darkness. A servant who is of no use. Amen. It means that there are servants who are of no use. That is why some people are sacked. They are sacked out of houses. They are sent away. And so tell your neighbor, don't be that unprofitable servant. 
Don't be the one who, when you cook food and we come, we go and buy kinky. After you have cooked, when we come and we see the food, then we ask, where is the kinky? Go and buy and bring the kinky. Nobody can eat it. I hear there is an unprofitable look. Chapter 17. Verse 7. But which of you, having a servant, plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet. It means that you have a servant who has been working in the field. When he comes in, you say that, oh, Mr. Servant man, go and sit down and have your dinner. He says, no. Will you not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and get thyself and serve me until I have eaten and drunken. Then afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Then he asked, does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I throw not. It means I don't think so. A servant's job is to work. It is to work and do the biddings of his master. And when you do it, it's your duty. It's your duty. And he says, when you obey me, so likewise ye, when ye have done all those things which are commanded thee, you say, we are unprofitable servants. We have just done that which was our duty. It's like, we have not done anything extra. We have done nothing. We have not done anything extra. We have just done our duty. And even this one, he's telling them not to take credit. As against the first unprofitable servant who is useless. After doing your duty, that is the basic, this do you know that we are called? We are this morning. What prophet was was sharing? There is a reason for every one of us. Every one of us. There is a place. You see, I, I am full time. One or two of us here are full time. The rest are lay pastors who are. Uh, uh, also working hard. But there's a place where we, the pastors, either can't go or don't go. And everybody here, there's a place where you are the best person to go and preach. Believe me, there's a place where you are the best person to go and preach. There's a place where if I go there and I start speaking, they won't understand my English. They won't hear my words. They will demand tree or something. There's a place where when I go and I start preaching, they will not stay there and listen to me because there's no connection between me and them. But there's somebody here who when you go there 
you are the best person to talk to them. I hope you are listening. Yeah. There is a reason why you are here. There is a purpose. Jesus said, he, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Jesus said, the son of man did what? Has come to seek and to save the lost. That is the reason why he came. Not to save. Not to be saved, but to save. Amen. I'm just trying to let you analyze yourself, whether you are a profitable servant or not. Whether you are useful or not. Hallelujah. Are you here? This number three. Luke chapter 10. Number one is, what's number one? What's number two? There's a duty of servants. You have to do that duty. Number three is important. Luke chapter 10. The good Samaritan. Verse 30, and a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And um, they robbed him, stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And there came a priest who saw him, and he passed by. There came a Levite who looked upon him and also passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan. And, and when we say Samaritan, you know a Samaritan, it means a person nobody respects. That's a Samaritan. Nobody respects a Samaritan. There are those who were like half-caste, half-breeds, inferior people, not respected. The Samaritans. And a Samaritan came and he looked on him, had compassion on him and picked him up and set him on his own donkey and, and took him to the inn and, and set him in that place. For the man, the man lying down there, three people passed. The first man, the priest, was useless. The second man, the Levite, was useless. But the third man, the Samaritan, was a lifesaver. Was a lifesaver. Do you understand? To somebody, to somebody, you are useless. To the one we are trying to save, 
You may be useful in your office. You may be useful in the bank. You may be useful in the classroom. The priests and the Levites, they were useful in the temple. You may be useful working where you are. But when it comes to the Lord, you are useless. You are useless. I hope you are are with me. Yeah. You may be very useful. I mean, and sometimes people are, 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 are significant. They are big men. They are bosses and they are giants. And they are workplace. Or even their families. But they are useless when it comes to the work of the Lord. And you see, look at your neighbor. Ask him, where do you work? Where do you work? And ask him, who are you? Where do you work? And you'll be amazed that you are sitting by a big man. You'll be amazed. You're sitting by some boss, be some manager of a shop, of a company, a quality control, banking manager. You'll be amazed that, hey, as you're sitting by, you are an MD of something. Hey, you have your own company. You have your, you are somebody. You are somebody. You are maybe the marketing manager, the, the head of department of something. Are, are you listening to me? Yeah. You are a senior teacher, uh, something somewhere. Hey, you are, you are somebody somewhere. Yeah. But here, in the house of the Lord, you are useless. You are useless. If you like, go. Go home. I said, I'm angry. I am offended. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy you are offended. Get up and walk out. And let's see how many will follow you out. Because you may be, are you, are you listening to me? You may be useful somewhere. Maybe. But when it comes to the house of the Lord. I mean, there are many doctors in this town. And many of them are probably very useful at Konfanochi. Many of them are saving lives performing surgeries, delivering babies and doing that, they are useful. I mean, if they were not there, would have a health crisis. So they are very important at Ministry of Health, Ghana Health Service or whatever. But when it comes to the house of the Lord, few doctors are useful. Most are useless. Very many are useless. And, and tap your neighbor and tell them, maybe you are useful in your work. Oh, tap your neighbor and tell them, maybe you are useful in your workplace. You are useful somewhere. You are important somewhere. But here, you are useless. You are useless. Because the good Samaritan, two men walked past him before he came. But those two men, after passing through, the man's position or situation had not changed. 
It was the same. It was, he met two other men. His position did not change at all. And there are some people going to hell. They've met many of you. And their situation has not changed at all. Let me tell you something, doctors and nurses. Doctors and nurses, I'll give you my free opinion. Sometimes you are the last person a man will see before he leaves this earth. Yeah. Sometimes. Doctors and nurses, your face, your voice, your presence is the last conscious image the man will have to leave this before he leaves this earth. When you don't say anything, he will go like that. But I tell you, his blood is being shed across many hands, including yours. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. His blood is being shed. All those who didn't save him, his blood, few drops here, few drops here, few drops here, and the last drops are on your hands. You were the last person who could have intervened and saved him from hell, but you didn't. And the last drops are on your hand. Are you useful to him that matters? And you know, a certain man had two sons. And um, one said, I'm going. I'm going. And he left the house and went to a far country. Luke 15, the prodigal said, he went to a far country and the other stayed and, and did it and was with his father. The son who left home after a while he was eating with pigs and it is even more significant because to the Jews and to the Muslims pigs are unclean animals even to be around cry is a problem so it is very 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 it is low. I mean, it is the lowest you can come that you are taking care of pigs. How much more now you are eating their food? A person who had his own room and had servants in his house has now been reduced to taking care of pigs and eating with them. 
Number four. It is possible that you are not useless, but you make yourself useless. It is possible. You are not useless. You actually have a calling and talents and giftings and money and time and a car and a house. You actually have a lot of things that you can use for the master's work. You have a house, a veranda that they can meet there for center meetings. You have a car that we can go and collect people or do outreach with. You have even money to pay tithes and let one of the usefulness of the house is money. And you have money to pay things to let the house run. And, and sometimes you have a camera at home. You have a phone that you can use. You have a Wi-Fi. You have something. Something that can be used. But you set it aside and you walked out of the house and you didn't use it and you became useless. I hope you are listening to me. You became useless. You were not useless. You had gifts and talents. This young boy should never have been anywhere near the pigs. He should have been the boss overseeing others bringing up cattle. But because he left his place and went and walked in a place he shouldn't have walked, he reduced himself. He brought himself down to being useless. Yeah. Useless fight himself. Made himself useless. And then now a, a, a man who should not have been became. Amen. I, I listen to me. And, and my suspicion is some of us qualify or we are qualifying for that particular role because you have no one here can say I don't know what to go and see no 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 we have Sometimes we will, I mean, this church, we have done it several times. On a Sunday, we all go out, Anakazo, everybody's going out. You, at least you know, you go with somebody, you know what to say when you meet a person. I mean, there's nobody here on a Tuesday evening. Oh, there's nobody here who can say, I don't know what to say. There's nobody here who can say, I don't have any scripture at all. No, 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 no. You have enough raw material to start. But when you don't use that gift, 
Ah, are you listening to me? When you don't use that, you know, when, my my prayer, my prayer for us is that you never see what you could have done when you are dead. You'll see it. Yeah. You see, when we see Christ, then we become like him. Then we know all things. And when you see him, then you have an idea that I could have done. Ah, this is what God wanted me to do. You'll know. I mean, every judgment is against a marking scheme where they will show you what you should have done and what you actually did. Then you see the the difference. And my prayer is that none of us, none of us will get there. And on earth you say that, oh, as you are sitting here, I can't do much. In fact, you are not doing much for whatever reason. You say, I can't do, I won't do, I don't know how, I'm shy, it's not my nature. Those people like Reverend Charles who are outgoing, they are bold, they are very confident. I'm not like them, I'm timid, I'm withdrawn. You give me all the reasons and excuses and write them down on paper and I'll accept it. But when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, then you find that God had given you an assignment that you never did. Then you have made yourself useless. Ask your neighbor, who depends on you for his salvation? Ask your neighbor, who? Who depends on you? Who, who are you responsible for? You are important as a teacher and your students need you. Oh yes, you are very important. Your students need you. To pass their wasi or their something exam. But who depends on you for eternity? You'll be amazed that a whole class, 50 students, 80 students, I don't know how many the classes now, they depend on you for their exams to pass. But for heaven, they are nobody. Nobody, nobody. And that's where, not you, but that's where you will see that you are important somewhere, but useless useless in this house useless in the house you are important somewhere but useless a certain man went to a far country then he gathered his servants and he told them something. He said, occupy. Oc- he gave them all one talent, one talent. Occupy. Occupy until I come. Ask anybody, what are you occupied with? What are you occupied with? What, what, 
what do you do on a day? What is your daily life like? A Christian who doesn't occupy himself with soul winning. We, we are about to start a campaign in this church of soul winning. We are about to start a campaign. We are about to start outreach. At least we are trying that everybody will go out. Yeah. May, may, may they never say, as a leader, I didn't lead you to outreach. No. When they are accusing people of not going to war, they shouldn't add my name. That my people didn't go to war. No, 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 no. And that is why we as leaders, we are going to try and lead the whole church, every member of, and pastors do the same in your branch to lead every person in your, who, those who will go, because some won't go. Oh yeah, some won't go. They're the ones who qualify for useless. They didn't occupy. Because one person hid his talent under the ground. He had it. He had it. He could have gone. He, he hid it under the ground. Occupy until I come. We are, we are going to try and help you to be occupied with the master's work. And, and, and you see, some of, some of us, we, we can't create an opportunity to witness. We don't know how to create an opportunity. No problem. We'll help you create it. We'll gather. I mean, alone is very, very fearful to do evangelism. Very few can go alone to do evangelism. Very few are bold enough to walk in town and see somebody alone and call him and talk to him. Very, very few. But when you are two or three, you can do that. And, and that's our plan in the coming weeks. Starting this week, that we are going to go out and do what? Occupy. Occupy. Until the master comes. Ask your neighbor, what, you know, and, and, and tonight, it's not about singing the choir. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not about ushering, taking the offering, but no, no, no. None of those useless things. <laughs> useless singing, useless usher. If you like, shut down the, the, the system and go home. We will shout and talk. Shut down the system Put the pull out the plug and go home. We, we will shout and talk. We will lose our voice, but at least we will preach. Useless. Everything is useless. Except soul winning. Everything is useless. No, no, no. Ah. How? I came for a wedding. I came for a wedding. A wedding. Do you know a wedding? I said, do you know a wedding? A wedding is a high ceremony of of mass and music and things. I came for a wedding. There was no choir. Not one instrumentalist. Yeah. Do you know what he told me? I don't need you. At all. Because wedding, it was held. And it ended well. You were here. It ended well. It was a nice wedding. I said, oh, I, I, somewhere, I don't need pianists. I don't need them. And I told somebody, 
from today, I'm going to record songs on my phone. <laughs> when I come to the next wedding and there's no pianist, easy, play my music for me. I don't need anybody. No, all these assignments in the church, they are useless because that is not why Jesus came. He didn't come to sing. didn't come to take offering. The, the offering, he told the guys, you go and do it. I won't do it. To serve tables. No, 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 no. That's not why he came. He came to pray and to seek and to save the lost. Whatever you are doing, that is not seeking and saving the lost, doesn't change your status of non-useless. It makes no difference as to how useful or... I mean, so I'm the top singer. No, no, no. You create atmosphere. Okay, that atmosphere you create, I use it to do my work. If you are not here, I will still do my work. If you like, go on strike. I will still do my work. I don't need that atmosphere to preach and do altar call. But you, you, you have not one soul to your credit. One, one, one day, some time ago, I was just thinking... And I, and I was not sure again. Do you know what I was thinking? I was wondering, when we come to church and we do altar call, those souls, who are they for? <laughs> I was thinking, is it me who won those souls or the one who brought them? I was not sure again. I said, hey, maybe it's possible that I have no soul. Maybe it's possible. I said, I better get my soul then. Maybe it's possible that as I'm here and I'm doing altar call and they are coming... I don't have the credits because somebody else did some work and things. I just came and stood here and just opened the door. And so maybe it's not my work and those souls are not. I mean, as I'm here and I do altar call and 40 come, maybe it's not that I'm getting 40 souls. Maybe I'm getting zero. It's possible. I said I better do my own evangelism. I can't count on this church to be my soul winning machine. I can't count on you. And you too, you better win your own soul. Don't count on any mass production, mass uh, promotion, mass sharing. No, 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 no. Otherwise, you may be shocked to find that you are useless. When they come to heaven and they are assigning souls, and there are 50 souls and three people, then they are saying, oh, 50, yeah, I'll get some. And then they share, one person had 49. One person had one because there are some church members who do only one soul, one soul, one soul. I mean, Angelo in heaven had one soul, so one soul is an option. But there are those who have nothing, and you see, that's how it is. There are often, there are always some few people who are Joshua's brothers, always a few people, very, very zealous for the Lord, who are always going out and doing things, and there are those who do one or two, one or two, then those who do zero, useless, good for nothing. I was, I was a bit worried for myself. I said, am I, am I, am I deceiving myself when they come for it like that, that is my altar call that brought them. I better be careful. I better be careful. But you, 
Even that one. Your case there is very simple. There's no discussion. You don't do evangelism. Your, your case, you see, my, I'm discussing whether I pass or not. You, there's no discussion. There's no discussion about whether you are winning souls or not. I, I don't have to wonder. I know. You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. When, uh, you see, the, the things we do in church, I, I was telling you, they are useless. It, in heaven, you will never sing a song. When there are angel choirs, they'll call a human being to come and sing. Are we mad? Are we mad? There are angels there who have been singing since eternity. Then you human being, the last few years, you came to sing small. We want to come and sing in heaven. No, no, no. Stay in the congregation quickly. And you want to go in heaven, no ushering, no offerings, nothing of that nature. No, no counseling, nothing. There's no work to do. If, listen, my time is up. If you do not, if you do not engage yourself in soul winning, if, no, no, I hope you are listening to me. If you personally do not get engaged, even try. Try. Don't say I can't do it. Try and, and do so winning. My, my first soul that I won, it was a mistake. <laughs> because I was doing at Legon. They came to do some evangelism con- conference and I was there. Okay, everybody go out and do evangelism. And I went out with some guys. But somewhere, I became separated from them. So I found myself alone. And I was walking alone. Then I saw some young man, younger than me. So I called him. I started talking to him. And I was shocked. He was listening. He listened to me. So when I had spoken to him, we had the, the uh, is it, um, four, four spiritual laws. Some books, small book, four, four points. So I took him point one, point two, point three. Man is a sinner. Then I showed it to him. I asked him, do you want to pray? He said, yes. I forgot the prayer. <laughs> I asked him, do you want to pray? He said, yes. I, I, I was stuck. I didn't know what to do now. Because I didn't think he would say yes. So I was there. I had to go check quickly. Do you want to pray? He said, yes. Hey, what do I do now? So I, I took him. I said, let's go. Then we went back. And I was trying to remember their prayer. They said, pray like this. I've forgotten their prayer because I didn't think I would need it. I didn't know it works. But it worked. And I found somebody. I said, this boy wants to pray. (laughs) Then he prayed with them, led us all to salvation. Yes. Try it. You'll be amazed that it will work. You think that, oh, I don't know anything. Try it. Otherwise, you'll be amazed. It's like those who wrote an exam. One of my my friends were in secondary school. He wrote, I mean, when we're in 
classes he used to pass the exams very very well then we wrote the o levels then he came to we all came to see our results and when he came to see his results very bad he was so shocked he passed somewhere and ran away you'll be shocked to discover that you didn't pass be shocked you think you are passing you think you are okay as a Christian. You think you are doing well. You'll be shocked. Oh, I, I'm in church. I give offering. No, no, no. All those things are, they are not it. It is how many souls, how many people. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. The same way, go into all the world. Preach to all the nations. That's why he sent us. Even one person, you don't preach to him. The truck truck driver, the mate, the planket, anybody at all. As you are walking home, you meet a man. As you are standing at the truck truck queue, a man in front of you, the man behind you, your classmate, your friend, your, your housemates, anybody, anybody who is available, talk to him. You'll be amazed. Some of them, they are waiting for, for, for you. One man time is up one man he had some it was a it was with a gang the group of people they were a gang and one was going to rob a bank and he died one was stabbed and he died one was stabbed one was in a bottle fight and he died and he said that he had a dream or a vision he doesn't remember and in the dream, he was in, he was in heaven. And in heaven, he saw his friends and they were in hell. He saw his friends in hell and he was in heaven. And he said that his friends in hell, I don't know how it is, but in hell, they can see heaven. Heaven, they can see hell. That's how come the rich one could see Lazarus and Lazarus also could recognize him. And their friends in hell, they were pointing at him. Pointing at him. And they were in hell. You never told us. You never told us about salvation. And he said, I didn't think you would accept. Because you were bad boys and into drugs and gang and things. And they were in hell, waving their finger at him. They could see him in heaven. Wearing that thing, and you never told us. May that not be your story. That they will say you never, you were with me on the ward, on the floor, in the classroom, in the area. You were with me all the time. You never told me. May that not be your story. Let us, let us starting. You see, I said the same thing last week, and I'm saying it again this week. Starting tonight, on your way home, everybody here, be a soul winner. Talk to anybody who passes, crosses you. Anybody, anybody, a child, a grown-up, anybody. Stop him, talk to him, and share. If he won't listen, no problem, you tried. If he will, you have saved their soul. Starting tonight. And don't say, I do Wednesday evangelism. No, no, no. Every day. Every opportunity. Let it be our lifestyle. And then this way. We are not good for nothing. 
May God help us all to be useful for the master's use. Stand to feet this evening. I want somebody to say, I will do it. I want somebody. No, I mean, just, you see, we, we promised, we promised many times. We've said many, many vocal things. But tonight, I want somebody to say, no, Bishop, what you have said is true. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. We, I've got to try. I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know how to speak. I'm disturbed. I'm worried. I don't know how. But I want somebody to say, I'll do it. And somebody, if you are that person, wherever you are, just lift your hand. I'll do it. I, I want to be serious. I know I don't do it. I know I'm not serious. But after tonight, I will. I will. I will. I've not been a soul winner for, for, for many, 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 many times. But after tonight, I will. I will. Just lift your hand wherever you are. And come, come to the front if you lift your hand. Just come. Just walk out of your seat and come. I will. Somebody who said, I've decided to turn a, a new leaf. I've changed my life. From today, I, I, I will. I've not done well at all. I've been a useless useless Christian for many, many years. I, I don't do soul winning. I just, I just hang around. I'm just in church. I don't remember the last time I spoke to anybody about Christ. I don't know what it means that a soul winner, hey, I'm afraid, but pastor, after what you said tonight, I will. I want someone to say that I will. I will. I will. I will be a soul winner. I'm, I'm waiting for, I can't believe you're all soul winners. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I'm waiting for some to decide that I, I will be a soul winner. I will. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I will be a soul winner. I will. I will. I will. Father, thank you for these six who tonight your word has touched their hearts as Peter preached and they were cut to their hearts and they asked what shall we do men and brethren what shall we do and, and Peter said be a soul winner decide from today every opportunity that's all not success attempt Holy Spirit lead and guide these ones today on a new life journey cause them to see opportunities that you bring their way help them to find the words to express divine truths give them boldness give them courage take away all fear Bring them, oh God, into good circumstances. Help them, Father, to be soul winners as sent by Jesus. Lord, thank you that as we sow our seeds with weeping, we shall reap again. We tell with sheaves and with great joy. Let this be their testimony that they will come back with great joy bearing much sheaves let us be people who used our lives well 
Thank you so very much for these. Mark them, oh God, with supernatural help, divine help. And let them do well. And as they live for you, Lord, bless them in their secular work. Grant them every provision they need. Establish them wherever they are. Give them divine help where they need it. Bless them. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. For trying. Don't fail to try. Don't wait even for tomorrow. No. Tonight, on your way home, or even at home, or even your next door neighbor, or even your brother or sister, anybody who will cross your path, call the person and say, come and hear something. And tell them about Jesus who came to die for us. If they don't believe you, whose fault is it? What you're saying is true. It's they who didn't believe, not you who didn't say it. God bless you. International Bantama behind the Confidence Eating Place. Listen every Sunday at 9:30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.